Cool. Okay. Um, some of you guys know my name is Emily Klein, and you are stuck with me for the mornings, but I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, first and foremost, I am a teacher at Ankeny Christian Academy. Where are my ACA girls? Thank you. Thank you. We have a couple scattered throughout. Is it a little weird that people keep calling me Emily when you guys have to call me Miss Klein still? Okay. Um, so I teach kindergarten. Uh, I taught first grade before that. And I also grew up with a mom as a teacher. And so I've just always been around that. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy working with teens. I enjoy working with kids your age. So I'm super excited about this. I also worked at camp including with Pastor Caleb, who's in charge this week. So don't worry, I have more embarrassing videos, more embarrassing pictures, and I was actually there, so I can tell you for a fact they are true and they are not made up. The tire video, I was right behind that camera. I know for a fact it really happened. And don't worry, we will look at that one again later this week. Um, but I do want to tell you guys something else about me. And throughout the week, you'll hear probably more than you want to know about me. But one of the things I want to share with you is something that I struggle with. I get extremely nervous. I worry. I freak out. Like right now, I'm fine. I can talk to you guys. I could talk to a tree for half an hour. But the whole preparing and getting ready... I worried. You can ask some of my friends, and I would be stressing out or asking them things. Before I came up here, I'm pretty sure I asked three different people if my clothes matched. I worry about the little things. When I start getting all tense, I will start sweating. I'll start stuttering. I'll start speaking really, really, really fast. And that's why the first lesson I wanted to talk to you guys about was something that I struggled with. Throughout the week, we're going to talk about some different giants that you guys might face in your life. Giants that as girls, and even as adults, we have to deal with. We're going to take a look at how the world sees it and some of those solutions that you might hear on a daily basis. But then we're going to take a look at God's word and see specifically what God says on those things. And like I said, I am a nervous person. I worry. If you saw my fingernails right now, there's not many of them because I'll bite my nails. And so I decided to start with my biggest giant. My personal biggest giant is worry. Like I was telling you, I worry about what I wear. I worry about what you guys think. I worry about what the other adults in the room think. It's kind of weird being here because the counselors, some of the counselors here, were junior girls when I worked at camp. So it's just kind of weird. Um, and so those are the type of things that are going through my mind. And since we're facing our biggest giants, since we're talking about that, I decided, you know what, let's start with that one. Now, each day, I want it to be very practical for you. We're going to talk about something that you might struggle with. Maybe you don't worry at all. I'm guessing you're lying. Like right now, Raise your hand if you ever worry or get nervous or anything, okay? Raise your hand if you looked around to check before you raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. We all struggle with these things. I'm also going to give you a lot of examples from my life because I want you to see how I'm not just telling you what you should do. I want you to see how I personally have issues. No comment needed from the people that know me. I struggle with some of these things. 
but I want you to also see how God used those in my life to either grow me for him or to just help me learn in general more about who he is. Now, like Miss Sandy said last night, if you do not get everything in your booklet written down, don't stress about that. It's more important to hear the truth of God's word, and I will help you out later on if you need something filled in. It's, we also kind of change things as we go, so sometimes that just happens. Each day I'm going to share these truths, like I said, but I'm also going to give you a giant truth at the end. I'm going to be very blunt, very honest, and tell you something that you need to know. Then I'm also going to give you a giant challenge at the end of each day. And that challenge is to try and help you think through what we talked about, how you can apply and grow from the things we're learning. Now, like I said, we're talking about worry, but here's my question. What specifically is worry? Eh, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Okay. Technology is not my friend. You guys will find that out later this week. Now, if we are looking at worry, the definition is to let your mind focus and dwell on hard times or difficult situations. So an example of that would be, you know, we live in Iowa. There is entirely a good chance that we might have bad weather this week. We might have a tornado. Who knows? But if I let that consume me, if I'm sitting and I'm worrying, even as we're in chapel, be like, oh, I should check the weather. It might be storming. There might be rain. That's worry. I'm letting, I'm dwelling on that. I'm focusing on that, on those different situations, whether I can control it or not. Now, some of the other words that mean pretty much the same thing as worry, um, if you look up in the dictionary, the synonyms, those words that mean the same thing, are things like fret, care, anxiety, brood, nerves, stress, panic. You have probably heard a lot of those used, like, oh, I'm just stressed out, or I'm just a little anxious. It all amounts to the same thing. If you look those words up in the dictionary, it might have a little different wording for the definition, but for synonyms, the words that mean pretty much the same thing, those are there. So, think for a minute. Have you used one of those words even this week? Just think for a second. I've used, oh, I'm just stressed out. I'm, I'm just a little nervous. I used, oh, I am worried. Uh, a little bit of panic. I've used all of those since I've been here at camp. Now, when we look at those, we have to think, okay, well, maybe a little bit, but what am I even worrying about? There are so many things in your life that you can stress about. There are so many things that you can panic about. It can consume you. So we're going to take a look at that. Now, these are just a few of the ideas that I came up with, things that you might worry about, things that I personally have worried about. Um, just a few of them say, people liking me. You might not admit to that, but it is natural for all of us to want to have friends. One of my things growing up, I worried about whether or not people wanted to hang out with me. To this day, I still stop and I think, huh, she just whispered something to her. She probably doesn't like me and she's probably talking about me. I'm 29 years old and I still work on those things. I still think through that. I'm worried about hurting other people's feelings. 
I care way too much. This is, I'm just being honest. I care way too much what other people think, and that is also in there. You know, I also worry about having nice things. Now, on your level, maybe it's the best clothes, the coolest shoes. Maybe it's a phone or an iPad or an iPod or what other hip things you guys do. <laughs> you guys might be concerned with wanting those things. And if you don't have it, then you're going to say, oh, they're not going to like me. They're not going to think I'm cool enough. They're not going to appreciate me or even listen to me because I don't know this thing. And you constantly are worrying or getting anxious about those things. One of the other things I, I struggled with a lot, in case you guys haven't figured that out. I've been up here like five minutes, and you guys should already know that I have a lot of struggles. One of the other things I struggled with was being in charge. If I was not, if I'm not in charge, if I don't know what's going on, I stress if other people are going to do it right. Maybe that's more for grown-ups, but I don't know. I always like to be in charge. And then when I am in charge, I worry about doing everything right. I stress out about the little things. When you're older, you start to worry about money. Can I pay the bills? Will I have enough to go on this trip? Maybe now you're thinking, do I have enough money to go to, a, to the snack shop a second day after Monday? You don't think about that until afterwards, and then you might just start to worry about it. Things like health, people getting sick. Maybe you worry about a family member dying. Maybe you worry about somebody having cancer. And some of those are legitimate things, but it's something we worry about. Maybe you worry about your looks. I'm going to be honest here. I'm not a supermodel. I know that. But that is something that I struggled with growing up. I was not the pretty one. And that bothered me. And I worried what other people thought of me. It goes right along with the clothing. It goes right along with the things that I had. Those are things that consumed me. Those are things that I dwelled on and I focused on. Um, being the best at music. Being the best at sports. Being the best at school. I, again was not a stellar athlete. I was not an amazing musician. I was not a fantastically smart person. I was kind of across the board. My older sister was amazing at sports and um, music. My little sister, best artist I've ever seen. I could talk to people, and I was okay in some of those other areas. I didn't excel, so I worried if people thought I was important enough. I teach kindergarten, like I said, and they are constantly worrying. Now, it might not come across as, Ms. Klein, I'm worried about this, but it comes out in other ways. They'll ask me every day, uh, what time do we have to do this? Did we miss this? You know, my watch, it says 70 and a zero. That means we need to go to lunch, right? And I go, well, that's actually your alarm. But they stress and they worry and they think. We're going to take a little bit more look at how we can handle that, what we can do to deal with that. Now, I want to share three specific ways from my own life that I allowed worry or stress to impact who I was or what I was doing. Now, like I said, I'm going to show you some pictures of myself. It's okay to laugh. Um, I will just cry later if you make fun of me because I'm worried about what you care. No. I'm just going to be honest with you guys because I want you guys to know that it is a real thing and you're not the only one struggling with it. I told you that I struggled 
with my looks. I cared what people thought of me. So early on, one of the things that I figured out was if I acted like a goofball and I was silly in all my pictures, I knew exactly what people thought of me. When you look at that picture, you think, oh man, she's a goofball. Oh man, she's kind of a dork. That's okay because I knew exactly what you were thinking. I didn't have to worry if you liked me or not. I knew that if I just did the same thing, you know, I'll pose funny in every picture. I'll be the outspoken nerd goofball group. People know that. That's my thing. I don't have to worry about what they think. Okay. That is something that I did all throughout high school, all throughout. I, I still catch myself doing it. I just automatically make a goofy face. I automatically act ridiculous because then I can control how people are seeing me, and I don't have to worry about what they think because I know what they think. Now, it's not always appropriate to act like that as an adult. I'm just going to tell you that, um, finding that out. Another way that I just stressed to the point of making myself sick was every year before we started the new school year. This is a picture of one of my elementary schools. I would stay up for a good week before school started, and I would not sleep at night, and I would just sit in my bed, and I would probably cry, and I would freak out, and I'd be so nervous because I didn't know if the teacher would like me. I didn't know who was going to be in my class. I didn't know if I would get lost. I didn't know if I would know what they're talking about, and I would literally make myself sick worrying about things that I had no control over. I was worrying about these things that hadn't even happened yet. And you know the funny part is, every year when I went, it was perfectly fine. But the next year, I did the exact same thing. Part of the reason I became a teacher, I'll share more about that later. But going into school, that was very, very hard. And I worried about that. I cared, like I said, a lot about what people think. Now along with that, this is me and I love riding horses. I do not have my own horse, but this was kind of my horse. There was a family from my church that I went riding with for years. Every Sunday afternoon, I would go over. And they had three horses, and there was only two of them. So this was kind of my adopted horse. This is Tucker. Now, Tucker and I got along amazingly well. He was a little bit stubborn, but so was I, so it went really fine. Until one day when it didn't. I was out riding with this lady from my church, and Tucker decided that he didn't want me on his back, and so he threw me off. He kicked me in the head, and then he stepped on me. Now, if a horse throws you off and kicks you in the head and steps on you, what do you think you should do? Do you think you should get up and get back on the horse, or do you think you should just lay still and be okay for a little while? Probably lay still, right? Everything, like in lifeguard training when I worked here, everything in my first aid classes says, ooh, you could potentially have a neck problem or a back problem. You should probably just stay still. My instant thought was, when that happened, first was ouch, but then second, I did not want that lady that was with me to think that I was being a baby. I didn't want her to be upset that I got hurt on her horse. I didn't want her not to ride, let me ride with her again. And so I said, oh, just a minute, I'm good, I'm good. And then I got back up. It was probably one of the stupidest things I've done in my life because I did have a concussion and some broken things and 
That's, that's beside the point. But I cared so much about what she thought of me that I risked my health, and I actually risked other people's health because I drove home with a concussion. Um, and I cared about what she thought more than, you know, my own safety in a sense. Now, when we worry, there are a lot of ways to deal with it. Some of the worries that you might hear, or some of the ways that you might hear to deal with worry are, just talk to a friend, not a big deal, just vent, tell them what you're thinking. Maybe you need to find an outlet. As an adult, cleaning is kind of an outlet. When people are like, oh, people are coming over, I'm worried what they think, we're going to clean, we're going to clean, we're going to organize, all that. Kids do it too. Maybe I'm going to go kick the soccer ball as hard as I can a hundred times. That's an outlet. Um, maybe I need to meditate. I'm going to stop and I'm going to think about all the good things that I do have. Maybe it's medication. There are some people who um, have that anxiety so much that it consumes them, it controls them, and so their solution would be medication. Maybe it's counseling. We have things like guidance counselors at school, um, different psychologists. There's lots of people that you might go to. The other one is just trust your heart. You know you. You know what's best. Just follow your heart. Just trust yourself. Now, before we see the flip side of that, before we look at what God says about those things, I want to ask you a question first. So keep these in mind. These are all solutions that, raise your hand if you have ever heard somebody suggest, you know what, just do one of those things. Have you ever seen one of those things? Okay, talk to a guidance counselor, talk to a friend, things like that. Are those things necessarily bad? Most of them are, you know, okay. But if that's our first option, we might be missing something, okay? So just keep that in mind. Now, the question I had for you is what is the opposite of worry. I want you to shout it out. Just shout it out. What would the opposite of worry be? If I'm, I'm getting all scared, I'm being anxious, I'm worrying, what would the opposite be? Just shout out some answers. I think I heard every single one of those. Do one more time just to make sure. Okay, yep, good enough. There, there are a lot of options. There are a lot of things that you can do um, as the opposite of worry. But two that I picked out would be to trust. Because if I'm worrying, I'm not trusting what I know to be true. I'm not trusting the person who's with me. I'm not trusting the thing um, to be good and reliable and honest. The other one would be to rely. So I'm going to depend confidently. So if I'm not worrying... I'm trusting. If I'm not worrying, I'm relying on something. We're going to start looking at some of what God has told us now. When we trust and we rely, oh, that's why I'm pushing the wrong button. Sorry, guys. We see that a lot in the Bible. And one of the first verses is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And a lot of you guys have probably heard that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. We need to be trusting. We need to be relying instead of worrying. So how do we do that? Let's look at some of the options from the biblical perspective instead of just the worldly perspective. And like I said, those aren't necessarily a bad thing, but we need to make sure 
that we are using our biblical perspective first when we are dealing with those struggles. So instead of maybe going to a friend first, we can go to God first. We can read our Bible. We can pray. We can seek godly counsel, and I'm going to explain that one in a minute. And we can meditate on Scripture. Those are all options that the Bible lays out for us, that the Bible has for us to do. Instead of worrying and stressing, we can do these things. Now, when we are going to God, when we are reading the Bible, when we are praying, it changes our focus. When we are spending time in God's Word, when we are purposefully setting a time to read the Bible, when we make a point of the day to stop and pray, then we're turning our attention off of ourselves and putting it on God. God has given us the answers to everything right here. All we got to do is read it. So if I'm stressed about what decision to make, I could go talk to my friend or I could talk to God and see what he wants me to do from his word. When I say seek godly counsel, that could mean talk to a friend. Or maybe that means talk to a youth leader. Maybe that means talk to one of your counselors. Ask them questions. Ask them for help. Get their opinion on how to handle things. I would also encourage you to meditate on Scripture. That means memorize it so that you can think back through it. So when I am all nervous about being up here, I can go back and be like, you know what? Joshua 1.9, God's saying, you know, haven't I commanded you? You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be courageous. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Meditate on the scripture. Memorize it so that you can recall it, that you can use it then throughout your life. Now, we're going to take a look at a few verses, and like I said, I'm a teacher, so I'm going to make you do a little work here, okay? I also put the verses up here because I don't want you to sit and worry about not being able to find them fast enough. I want you to try, but at the same time, if you are not sure how to use your Bible, if you're not sure how to find things, that's okay. I would encourage you to ask your counselor, maybe ask them to help you with that, and you could start working on knowing how, but I also have them up here. Now, I'm going to read these two to you, not because I think you're kids, but I'm just going to simplify it. But I want you to be listening because I'm going to have you do something with it in just a minute, okay? So I want you to be listening. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious. Remember, anxious is that word for worry. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want you to turn to the person next to you. Listen completely before you do this. So listen to my directions, and then I will tell you to turn. You're going to think about those verses, and you're going to try to tell the person next to you what those two verses say about worrying or being anxious, okay? So just real quick, turn to the person next to you and just tell them like 10 seconds what you think that means.
All right, back in five, four, three, two, one. All right, your voices are off, and I am back up here now. These verses are very clear, and I'm going to show you a couple more in a minute. God is not asking, you know, if you're worried and you want to try something different, why don't you just try and be strong? Maybe you can come to me. No, he's giving you a command. He's not saying, please, if you feel like it. He's saying, I have commanded you. He's saying, do not be anxious. In the next verses that we're going to look at, it's the same thing. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord. It doesn't say, you know what, if you feel like it, bring these worries, bring these struggles to God. It says, do it. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. The next one, Isaiah 41, 10. And this one is great. Miss Sandy actually would send, send verses to me as we were preparing for a camp, and she sent this one to me. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Again, it's saying, fear not. It's not saying, you know, if you're afraid, maybe you can try trusting me. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not dismay, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. God is very specific. He's saying, don't do it. You have no reason to worry. You have no reason to fear. You don't have to try and handle all those problems on your own. I've got it. He's saying, don't, don't do it. Trust me. Now, I do want to share one other passage, but I didn't put it up here because it's a longer one. Matthew 6 talks about, let's see if I can find it here. I put all these bookmarks in my Bible, guys. I'm, I can't find anything now. Um, Matthew 6, he is talking about all these different things, and he starts off with birds. Miss Sandy talked about sparrows last night and how they're kind of the lowest of birds. So I want you to think about that for a minute, okay? I'm going to read these, and then I'm also going to explain them at the same time. So Matthew 6 says, uh, verse 25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious. Remember, anxious means worried. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. So he's saying, don't worry about what you're going to wear. Isn't your life more important than food, and the body is more important than clothing? He goes on to say, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they're not gathering into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more important than them? Jesus is saying, you know, if you look at the birds... They're not sitting over there talking and worrying about, oh, I don't know when snack time is. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. But God still takes care of them. And it says, aren't you more important than the birds? Hmm. Think of that little swallow. You use swallows, right? Yeah. Sparrows. Whoops, my bad. Think of a little sparrow and how small of a little bird that is. And God takes care of them. He provides them food. He has taught them and instilled in them how to migrate if they need to go somewhere warmer. They know how to camouflage if they need to. There are actually over 400 billion birds in the world. And God takes care of them. And how much more important are you? That passage goes on to talk about how the flowers in the field, God took care of them. He gave them beauty. Aren't you more important than them? The very last verse in that passage, verse 34, says, Therefore, just do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow 
will take care of itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus is saying, you know what? Don't worry about what's going to happen. It's going to happen. You can't take care of it. You can't change what's going to happen by worrying about it. That's hard to do. That is extremely hard to do. It's one of the things that I struggle with. It's easy to know things, but then doing them is different. So we're going to just, and I know I, I'm running out of time, but we're going to talk really quick about some options on how to, just reviewing those what should I do instead. But first I want to give you a giant truth. Like I said, I was going to give you a giant truth every day. Just one statement that sums up our fear here. When we worry, we are, not only, hurting our, we are only hurting ourselves because we are not relying on God. When we worry, we are only hurting ourselves because we are not relying on God. God just told us in Matthew that he'll, he's going to take care of the little birds, and you're way more important than them. So can God take care of you? Think about that. Now, I can't change what happens by worrying. Me stressing about coming up here, you know what it did to help me get up here? Nothing other than lose some sleep, probably. You can't change the weather if you're stressed about a tornado coming. You can't change what happens by worrying. And you might say, it's not that easy to just, oh, I'm sorry, I thought I put that up there. Did I hit the wrong button again? I apologize, guys. You might say, it's not that easy, but I want to review with you. Think about those things. We need to be going to God. We need to read our Bible. We need to pray, meditate on Scripture, and we need to seek godly counsel. Again, just those verses, some of the different verses. Hide God's Word in your heart so that you have that. You can meditate on that. Pray without ceasing. Um, seek that godly counsel. Proverbs talks about how the wise um, seek the wisdom of the others or the counsel of others. And just cast your cares on him. Now, like I said, each day I am going to give you a challenge. I want you to try and put these things in practice. I'm a teacher. I like to give homework. Sorry, not really. But today I am going to give you a giant challenge that I want you to try and do throughout the week. Um, if it works during the week, I want you to also try and take it home and go with you. First thing, I want you to try and go to God first. Instead of stressing about the little things, maybe you are terrified about going off the zip line. Maybe you are freaking out about saying your verses every day. Maybe you are so nervous about coming up here and doing special music. I want you to go to God first. And then secondly, I want you to catch yourself worrying three specific times this week. I want you to specifically stop and say, oh wait, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to stop pray, and meditate. Now remember, meditate is thinking about the verses, thinking about the truths that God has given us. So maybe I'm freaked out to go off the zip line, and I'm going to stop, I'm going to pray, I'm going to ask God to strengthen me, and then I'm going to say, you know what? God commanded me to be strong and courageous. Okay. I'm not saying you guys all have to go off the zip line. I understand some people don't want to. That's fine. I'm just using that as an example. I want you to try and stop, pray, and meditate at least three times this week. Now, if it helps you to jot that down in your booklet, like, oh, 
I know I did this on Wednesday before breakfast with singing a song. I don't know. Jot it down in your notebook. And I'm not saying you need to keep track because that makes you better than other people. But sometimes it helps train your mind. If I am purposely writing it down, then I'm thinking about what I'm doing. And the more you think about it, the more you jot it down, the more it becomes a practice for you. That's why teachers make you take notes. They don't just give them to you. They make you write things down because it helps you put that into memory. Now, I'm actually going to challenge the counselors real quick. So girls, if you listen, awesome. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. Uh, counselors, this week, I, and actually in general, I would really, really challenge you with something. Um, you have an amazing, an amazing opportunity to work with these girls. Um, I know without a, ma without a shadow of a doubt that I would not be the person I was today um, except by the grace of God. And part of how he worked in my life was he put a very, very stubborn, um, outgoing counselor in my life who wasn't afraid to ask me the hard questions. Um, she didn't just ask me, hey, did you do the challenge? She would stop and say, hey, how did you do it? And I challenge you to be like my youth pastor's wife, Kelly. I challenge you to push the girls, not just because I want them to do this, but to think about what they're doing and to rely on God instead of their own um, abilities. So please just look for those opportunities to encourage them. Look for opportunities to follow up with them. And if it works out, continue it after camp. They are going to potentially be doing this sometime, maybe in their life. They're the next camp speaker. So encourage them now to rely on God. Now, back to the girls. Like I said, your challenge. Three times this week, specifically, stop pray, and meditate. Say that with me. Stop, pray, meditate. Are you guys annoyed that I'm a teacher and I'm making you do this? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot. I don't care, actually. <laughs> That's a great thing about being up here. It doesn't matter. Um, we're going to stop. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to just help us do that throughout the week. And you know what? I would be encouraged if you guys came up and said, you know what? I tried it this week. I was really struggling with this. I did not want to go off the diving board. I did not want to do special music. Feel free to come tell me. And I would love to pray for you as well and encourage you in that way. All right? So let's pray, and then we'll get on with the rest of our day.